listener i'm doing my most resonant voice because i'm not on the road today i'm back in the open quotations studio close quotations um as always uh, i'm here with um the man wait i can't remember another podcast opening um, um, um from the slopes of south florida dan thomas yes hello that is me and <laughs> From the shores of Philadelphia West. It's me. Barney Pollock. <laughs> yeah, hello, hello. God, I'm loving these shores. Yeah, we're going to get someone who's going to definitely come and be like, there are no shores on Philadelphia West. We are now not listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> the last time we made any comments about anything to do with America, we created a storm. Um, and I want to avoid that again. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no controversy. There's a, there's already enough things happening. We don't need controversy. We don't mm. need further um, you know, further events for us to be embroiled in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We've already got enough events that we're embroiled in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just left that very open. It's just, <laughs> it sounds like we're under attack from all angles here, but um we we're, yeah. we're embracing that Jose Mourinho siege mentality. Exactly. Um, well, I mean, we, after last week's ranty, uh, episode, which I listening back to it, I don't usually listen back to the pod cause I can't handle my own voice, but listening back to that one was just hilarious. Uh, like the talks bought energy of a, we were ranting, but B I'm in a car just <laughs> yelling. I, I loved it. I loved it. We committed to it. Um, mm. It's one of those things where I think, you know, you start it up and you're like, cool, all right, I guess we're doing this talk sport bit. And then it just unintentionally carries through for the rest <laughs> of it because we, we got ourselves in that zone and we didn't check yeah. out of it. It was needed. It, it was needed. Um, but this week, Conte's sick again. So the true <laughs> manager of Tottenham Hotspur got to uh, operate in the way that only he knows how, which is to win. Um, Stellini, uh, brought us, uh, glory against West Ham, a team that it doesn't really mean much about beating them, uh, to contrary belief on Twitter. Um, you know, who cares, but it was great to get a win. Oh, definitely. It feels like West Ham, it means a lot more for them to beat us than it does for us to beat them. Like it's yeah. one of those games where I feel like it is a derby and it is close between fans, but it really seems to be one that West Ham fans want to get over us. Mm. Whereas if we ever lose to them or draw or anything, it's just a case of like, nah, that was a bit disappointing. All right, next game, let's mm. go <laughs> and move on. Yeah. Yet if they yep. win, they seem to like really just ride that horse. In. Absolutely. It's kind of like, um, like if QPR or Fulham ever beat Chelsea, it would be like, oh my God, of course you'd be celebrating. <laughs> And, and what I'm saying is that West Ham, uh, Fulham or QPR teams that are not in the Premier League. Well, Fulham is, but, and they're doing actually quite well. So I'll take that out. They're QPR. Yeah, they're QPR. <laughs> they are QPR. If there are any Chelsea fans listening to this, they are your QPR. That's the... I'm sure we'll get to the impending match against um, my most hated entity in the world. Um, 
later, but uh, for now, the the game, I, I watched it live. I didn't mean to, but then I ended up doing so. Um, you had a very early start, so you didn't. Um, have you since watched it? I did watch it. Um, so I had a very early start because my, my wife had a, a minor operation in the hospital and we had to go there mm. and we had to arrive at 6.30 a.m., which is just absurd anyway, but it meant I was waiting in the cafe for a couple of hours and I <laughs> I put on the game then, um, uh-huh. which I thought it's like, oh, I, I don't want to watch this just based on how previous things had gone. Mm. Um, and I managed to watch the first half and then I watched the second half later in the day. Um, but yeah, it's, this was one that I had ruled out from watching live Barney. So how did you accidentally stay up at 3am or 3.30, sorry, to watch it? Um, how did it happen? I was up, um, at, I think about 1.30 and then I was meant to start work at, you know, the traditional time of 9am and I thought I'm only two hours away and, uh, I had a coffee quite late. I'm quite awake. I'm just going to send an email to say I'm going to start at midday and um, I'm going to just settle in and see what happens. And I, I was playing, um, I think I was playing FIFA and I was like, I'll just, I'll just keep on, uh, keep on going and hopefully I'll make it. I did. Um, after the first half, I was like, is this a mistake? Um, <laughs> but it, it wasn't. And I was glad to stay up for it. You did well. It was... Uh, you, you did well. Yeah. I mean, 3.30 is horrible. Yeah. I feel like, and, and to what you're saying, that two hour, that's the kind of the touch and go. Because if you're up an hour beforehand, mm. you're like, well, I'm already in this now. I'm seeing the lineup mm. come out. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I've just got to cop mm. it. But the two hours, it's if you can get over that line of like, well, well, maybe. I'm not that tired, am I? Then mm. that easily just like the vortex just sort of s- slowly sucks you in towards kickoff time. Yeah, exactly. And did I feel absolutely shocking the next day? Absolutely. Did it affect my sleep the night after? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> um, but it was it was great to just see us win. And like, you know, it wasn't so much a uh, us being so dominant. It was West Ham being so bad and then us just sort of playing fine um, <laughs> that resulted in that win. I mean, obviously the main event of it was the wonderful assist from Daddy Davies, gentle Ben, into the feet of the greatest footballer that has ever graced a pitch anywhere in the world, Emerson Royale. I am so happy for Emerson at the moment. Oh, so am I. Just after all the, the shtick he's copped, um, it, it, actually, it's not shtick. It's it downright abuse that he's copped. Mm, um, to mm. see him play, be playing pretty well for a number of games now, and to get on the end of it, and it was so nice and easily tucked away. Like that move, it 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 was clearly a, a, a gigantic automation there. Yeah, because like for Emerson to be found in that much space there and just to be able to tap it by, like it really did look like this is this is the best of Conte ball when these moves actually come off and you just carve up teams and it looks beautiful. Yeah. I, I mean, we spoke a couple of weeks ago about being like, where have the automations gone? And then Stellini, who obviously is the architect of all of them, when he's there, that's when they really start uh, producing results. And, you know, the ball from the much maligned um, Pierre-Emile Hobier, uh through to the much maligned Ben, oh, Ben Davies actually is kind of in the middle, but Emerson Royale to put, to put that away in the way that he did. It's like Emerson Royale doesn't just pass the ball into the goal. 
he smashes a ball and it goes over the bar or straight at the keeper, which I was like, this is definitely like planned to a T and they practice this a lot. Yeah. Cause you see Davies passing it off and you're like, who's that? Oh, it's Emerson. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he just like, it, it, I mean, that was just amazing composure. He's just going, yep. Ping. Done. Mm. And it was like, okay. It, it took me a second to kind of really come to terms with like, hang on. Did we just score from Davies giving it to Emerson? Did that just happen? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that ball from Hoybier, like, oh, he just served it up on a beautiful little Lavoche cracker to Ben Davies. Mm. Um, like, I, I've watched that pass so many times because, one, he's kind of falling over when he hits it. But I don't think he's falling over because he's just, like, sloppy. I think it's kind of that's how he's hit that pass and he kind of had to stretch his body out. Mm. But then the way that the ball kind of curls in, it just tucks in a little bit. This will anger any old people listening to it, but I would say hodl esque. <laughs> I would definitely say hodl esque, where he's just got to just to sit up in his path. <laughs> you just killed like four old Ben. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm sure there are many in there, guys, who are now rolling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eternally now from me saying this, mm. but it was great. It was a lovely move. It was a lovely move, and it was nice to see us. I guess have like the first half where. It felt like more of a battle, but it still felt like more of a nothing battle in a sense that I was watching that thinking like, oh, I, I don't really like how this is playing out. But then to see West Ham in the second half open up a lot and come at us and then us just carve through, um, that was, I guess, refreshing to see. So I, I feel like there's positives and negatives to take out of this game, as with most of our games we've had this season. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right about that first half where there was a, a there was a point where a stat came up that was like West Ham no shots on target and we'd actually had shots and I was like <laughs> I wonder what that's like to have no shots on target in the first <laughs> half. Yeah, I mean I I thought that the when the team lineup came out at 2:30 in the morning after I've committed to watching this game and I saw Davies and Royale I was like, oh, oh, no. But I was very wrong Yeah, because it worked beautifully. And it worked beautifully because they played, you know, somewhat more inside than our other fullbacks. And it seemed like, not that Kulovsevsky had a, had a great day at the office, but it allowed for more space for our front line. Yeah, definitely. And um, to, to the point about Kulovsevsky, he was playing very wide and, just trying to like, you know, spam crosses in and and all that. And it, it's I guess it's just another game where we see that if Kulisevsky, sorry, if Royale has Kulisevsky in front of him, even if Kulisevsky is, say, playing a bit wider and not sort of cutting in directly as much, there's still a much better combo than basically anyone else in front of Emerson. Mm. Mm. And they just, I don't know, there's like, there's some solidity there. And, you know, Emerson has started playing better since Kulisevsky's come back. And also since Poro was bought. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know. Like it seems a bit reductionist to go a player needs another player to come in at their position in order to push them on and make them actually care or try because they are professional athletes and they live their whole lives for this. Yeah. But we've seen it so many times in the past that when a player comes in in the same position, it's just that little one or 2% extra. It seems to spur them on the existing player. Um, like the biggest example I remember of that is when David Bentley came in and Aaron Lennon had, I say, his best season for us after mm. <laughs> after that purchase. So I don't know. It mm. seems like we are seeing a bit of a resurgence of, of Emerson, but 
I guess it's not getting too carried away, but he's playing well. I think it's very much going the way of Sissoko in matching the fact that comes in, doesn't do the job that was maybe expected, um, and then has a down period and all of a sudden has this sort of uptick where the planets align or the pieces click into place, whatever metaphor you want to use. And he is producing really good performances because it's not just this game. Like, he has been good. And it might be 10% the fact that we've got Poro. It might be uh, 90% the fact that the cryogenic chamber he bought for $1 million has started working. Um, I don't know. But I think, uh, like, long may it continue because it's just, it's it, you know, I, I think the problem's never been with the fan base that he's unlikable. He's extremely likable. It's been, you know, what he's been asked to do, which he's not suited to, which has led to breakdowns in attack, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, <laughs> um, you know, it really feels like he, he's cooking. And, you know, given that we've seen Poro one time and it was, absolutely horrendous. Emerson Royale for captain. Imagine if he went to captain. Kane would like just not show up anymore. (laughs) If they go tomorrow, they're like, you know what? Hugo's out. He's out for the season Mm. now. He's actually decided he's going to retire at the end. So we're just going to move the captaincy on and we think we're going to give it to Emerson. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine Emerson? Like even in this game, it's so funny. And I love it. Like when he gets his tail up a little bit, even in this game, he tried a couple of no-look passes and oh. he, he gets a little bit excited. And I like that. It's, you know, it's entertaining to see. But I guess you can kind of really tell when he is starting to feel himself a little bit because he will mm-hmm. just pull out one of those. And, yeah, <laughs> when it's working, great. And, yeah, I, I I really hope that Emerson kind of, like, continues this and has a really strong, like, back end of the campaign. Mm, mm, me too. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope that from now on he scores every game. Multiple times. He's everywhere. He's going to catch Haaland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's going to catch him. Imagine that if Emerson caught Haaland at the end. Like, what? how how many games do we have left? 14. And Emerson Mm -hmm. just goes on an absolute tear, averages over two goals a game. And there we go. We all thought it was Kane. Kane was our decoy. Mm. Erling would also have to stop scoring now, which is is kind of maybe a little bit hopeful. I mean, he kind of has though, right? Like, his rate of scoring is dropped hugely. Oh yeah. Massively. I think he's still on what? 26 goals or something. Yeah. In 24 games. It's just absolutely bonkers. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, not to take it away from him, like it is very good, but also I just want him to be found out as some kind of fraud and to, for Kane to catch him and be like, well, you can score lots of goals at the start of the season, but uh, guess what, bro? <laughs> You've got to be consistent. I love this idea that, he, he, like you said, he gets found out for fraud, as it is actually Haaland has been banned for fraud. <laughs> so we don't think you're playing those games, mate. We've reviewed the footage. Mm. It's not you. We've had a look. <laughs> you're we're watching you run and those boots don't touch the grass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do you want to? Hey, hey, we can review it again, and then maybe, I don't know, you could be done for fraud and join Paratici. Do you, do you know what happened to Paratici? <laughs> yeah, he's in a prison off the coast of <laughs> uh, Nicaragua. <laughs> do you know, speaking of Paratici, I, I saw him. There was um, some footage which went up. It was a guy named Jay Rutland, and I don't know who, who he is in his own right, but I think from my little investigation, he was married to someone 
who had the last name Eccleston. So I, I feel like there's some billionaire or multimillionaire mm-hmm. related to, to Bernie Eccleston, something like that. Anyway, there was a, an Instagram story which went up of him sitting next to Mark Noble, Mr. West Ham, who was watching the Spurs game. And Mark Noble had a little Spurs pin on. Yeah, yeah, I um, saw that. Which was great. And then as the, as the camera turned around, you just see Paratici sitting behind Noble. And he's not quite <laughs> incognito, but he's like, he's kind of sitting there rugged up, not really making a fuss. And I was like, what happened to old Nate? Like, is he not allowed to sit on the bench anymore? Is he, has he been confined back up the, to the director's box to sit with like ex-players <laughs> just quietly? Like what? He looks a shadow of his former self. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's being punished by Levy. This is Levy's punishment. You got to go sit up there with Mark Noble every <laughs> game. Mark Noble is going to be in every game from now on. He's going to sit there with him. Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> I guess as well. Sorry. This, this Mr. What's he been doing? What's he up to? Paratici. Paratici watch. Paratici watch. <laughs> we don't have much Paratici these days, so we kind of, you know. No. It's more of a Paratici snippet. Yeah, that's very true. Um, he, because I, I, he was allowed down there because of the COVID protocols, because of the contact with the players. And so I assumed because of his presence down there, that he would be sort of included here on out. But it seems like they were like, all right, that's over now. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, well, how can I shout from up here? (laughs) Mark Noble, he shushes me. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) That was all the Instagram story was. It was Mark Noble just shushing Paradici. (laughs) I saw something where someone posted it and he's got the little Spurs badge on and um, people are like, lol, you know, whatever. And then someone commented being like, he would have had to have put that on when he went into the, um, corporate area. It would have been part of it. Okay. So that's why it's like, well, no, because it's not like if they'd been like put on this badge and he'd gone, no, had they, they wouldn't be like, well, Mark Noble, you are evicted. <laughs> Get out. That just wouldn't happen. Or he could take it. And then just take it off of me. Like, yeah. no one's stopping that. I've got a feeling it could have been a bit of a prank because the badge was like underneath the lapel. So I wonder if maybe mm. he, when he had a chance, he attached it to the underside of Mark Noble's lapel, <laughs> waited for him to put the jacket on, and then out comes the camera. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's great. That's equally as good as Mark Noble secretly being a Spurs fan because he couldn't bear to support <laughs> West Ham. Yeah, no, I think this is the stronger narrative here. That's, that's... Yeah. That's uh, he. All right, fine. Club, club ambassador. Imagine if club ambassador is like, all right, new announcement, club announcement, Mark Noble. Mm-hmm. And you might expect, oh, getting added to the coaching staff. Okay, cool. You know, we've got Yaya Torre. We get a lot of old mm. ex-players coming in. And it's like club ambassador yeah. with Dawson and King. <laughs> it would be so bizarre, but I wonder if that's ever happened. Mm. I feel like it, it would be, it would be an interesting move. I mean, I hate to bring it up again, but. What happened to our club ambassador, Tom Holland, after the release of Spider-Man? He seemingly has just disappeared. What the hell? It's almost like it was made up. (laughs) I reckon we will see something from Tom Holland soon uh, if there is a new Spider-Man coming out, which I believe there is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure he'll be back then. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be back. (laughs) I feel like the, the noticeable change. We're in high spirits this week. We've had a win. I don't know how confident I'm feeling moving forward now. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to get swept up in on the Stellini Express. Yeah. And I kind of want to get swept up on that at the moment because mm-hmm. otherwise, what's the point? There's no fun involved. But it's, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how we keep going with Stellini and how long 
Conte actually stays out for and whether Conte ever ends up coming back. Keep, well, I mean, we've got a replacement. We've got him, <laughs> Stellini. I, he looks so scary. And I love, like, in press conferences, you know, managers have that kind of, like, media training. A lot of them, especially at the top end of the leagues, are very charismatic. They're able to sort of, you know, do various things in the media to create narratives that they want and blah, 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 where he is just this, you know, like, it's not like the like proper football man manager from <laughs> England. It's the proper football manager from it, from Italy. And he just, there's just no bullshit. It's hilarious. I love it. And he just doesn't look like he should be there because of how other managers present himself, not because of how he looks. Um, you know, Pep wears his <laughs> like long sleeve t-shirts like a 14 year old boy would wear. Um, Klopp's got his gigantic teeth and huge glasses. Like, and he, this is just, just a dude. And I love it so much. To that point on Pep, it looks like Pep has bought a hoodie from who he thought was Banksy on eBay. Yeah. And he's just like telling you, no, it's Banksy. Everyone, hey, d trust me, it's real Banksy. <laughs> yeah. It's not, Pep. <laughs> yep. He looks so stupid. Yeah. So stupid. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I think Stellini as well. He hasn't gone through that phase. He hasn't gone through that glow-up managerial phase. No. Yet, because, yeah, all, all the assistant managers, they are kind of a little bit scruffier. They don't have to present to the media that often. Mm. I I wonder if in a week or so we will see Stellini out with, like, new haircut. Maybe he's having, yeah. you know, he's upgraded his wardrobe a little bit. And, you know, he starts believing the hype. Uh, that would be interesting to see because, um, yeah, it's like if he starts doing that, that would be just these little micro moves of Stellini going, you know what, I can see myself in this job. Yeah, I mean, he should because he is the job. He's the perfect man. I would love him to uh, glow up by painting himself blue like Avatar just to <laughs> freak out the media. And so they're even more, they're like, well, who is this guy? What's his deal? He painted himself blue like Avatar? Started saying it was from, from uh, is it Na'vi, the Na'vi, planet? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this feels like a like a one step further than um, Fonseca when he was started dressing up as Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd be all up for it if if Stellini imagine that, like while we're going to the Tom Holland crossovers, like Stellini, he appears as blue and then we're like, Wow, okay, that's a bit weird. Mm. Uh but then we find out he's actually starring in Avatar four and five. He should. <laughs> he should be in those films. I mean or he paints himself gold and he's like, I'm the gold man. Yeah. No affiliation <laughs> to any kind of like IP. He's just like, I'm the gold man. I'd love that too. Like you, so you mean like gold dust, like WWE? Is that what you're yeah. referencing? <laughs> no, mm -mm. no, this is an original character. Gold man. <laughs> I'd love that. All right, Selene, what does gold man do? <laughs> wins. <laughs> okay. So his superpowers, he just wins. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, of course, eventually, and probably this weekend, since we're playing the worst club in the, I was going to make a joke about them being Nazis and I couldn't come up with one. Um, the worst club of the world, you know, it's inevitable that he is going to lose. I don't like this like unbeaten record at all because I think it needs to, cause I don't want it to shake him cause he's, he's perfect. Yeah. Well, I look, uh, if the positives at least are, we are playing at home mm -hmm. positive. I think his unbeaten record as well extends to pre Spurs 
Mm. I think he's managed three games before yep. um, when Conte has been out and he's won all of them. Yep. So maybe he is actually Goldman. Goldman. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Like the prophecy is coming true. We've heard so much about Goldman. Goldman will come one day. <laughs> and here he is. No doubters. No one to, you know, crucify this gold man and say that he's not the true son of son of the gold son. No, this is gold man. Gold man. Please, I would love it if he just started absolutely just like taking a turn with it. And he's quoting these like parables from like being the son of the, the gold son is yeah. my father. <laughs> It would be amazing. It would be amazing. Um, I think in terms of Conte coming back, whether he does or not, I think prior to, you know, him having to go in for that um, operation and then coming back and then having to actually rest because he hadn't recovered, to me, this uh, and spending time at home makes me think that he will continue on as our manager more than if he was still managing oh as in if so if he was pushing through you would think that mm. okay he's pushing through because he wants to finish the season and then go yeah so the man you know the man's had a horrible year lost friends then had to have surgery he's wanted to be at home with his family he now is actually doing that at, uh, in a way that he has to rather than like he's taking time off it makes me think that that break will be important for him in terms of staying on, but also who knows, because it doesn't really matter because we have Stellini. So yeah, until then, uh, AC Milan appoint Conte and then he goes, first call, Stellini, come join me. <laughs> mm, mm. Goldman, you're required. In, <laughs> you're required in Northern Italy. Yeah, but Goldman needs to come back and say, no, Antonio, I'm sick of being your silver man. I'm the gold man. Gold man. <laughs> Please, can we make Goldman? We just want to make Goldman's dreams come true. That's all we want. <laughs> That's all we want here. Exactly. I do feel like it's it's clearly, there's either two ways this goes with Conte. Either he goes back to Italy. Well, he, sorry, he stays in Italy and he's like, you know what? This is pretty sick. I like it here. I like being close to family. I'll take over the Milan job or any similar job there. Or he goes, you know what? I've actually had a proper rest, like what you're saying. Uh, and then that reignites him a little bit. And he's like, cool. I, I've actually, I've got some unfinished business back at Spurs. I'm going to head back over there. I want to give it another year without all the sort of distractions and things that have happened to him. Um, that could, yeah, that could be a possibility. I feel like we're probably not going to find out until the end of the season. No, no way. No way. Um, yeah, I, you're right. It, it will, you know, sort of be one of those two, one of those two things. And I, I just, I guess when I remember us talking about when he came in that he was like, this is a great opportunity. This is a challenge. And to me with how Conte is presented in the media, whether this is true of him at all as a person is the idea of him like actually sort of like bailing seems very anti-Conte. Um, when he, I mean, anti-Conte in the sense that if he was given exactly what he wanted, and then he was like, mm, too hard. Um, of course, he can always fall back on like, well, I wanted this player. I wanted this player. We didn't get them. Yeah. It feels like when he does go, he goes up in a ball of flames mm, mm. because suddenly the club doesn't want to like Inter don't want to, you know, reinvest further. And they're like, we're in debt. We need to sell players. And then he's like, mm. well, I'm out of here then. Mm. 
you can well eat my shorts. I'm going away. <laughs> but he doesn't seem to leave just because he's like, oh, I was feeling I need a rest. I'm just not going to continue here. Mm. It seems like he really does need this, like, we need some sort of explosion to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he's just that type of person that he's like, he has to go out with drama. Yeah. We haven't given him the drama yet, so he's going to stay. But I think that's another sort of indicator where he hasn't created that drama. When we've played really poorly, he's been like, it's a process you know, we've got to do this and we've got to work and we've got to, it's, it's not the same as the like, well, actually everyone at this club is horrible and I'm the best and I hate this club. You know, it's not that same drama, but you know, the frustration, which we've spoken about before is that he then hasn't backed that up by signing a contract. And now he's, he can just buy himself more time. (laughs) to think about mm-hmm. see how gold yeah. man does and then decide yeah yeah i'm so sick daniel oh <laughs> oh i'm sick <laughs> it'll, it'll be interesting to see how we go at least for now we are in the top four again mm-hmm. newcastle mm-hmm. do have a game in hand they can overtake us yada 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 whatever mm-hmm. newcastle they're not conceding too many goals overall but i don't know there's an element of them which still is a little bit unconvincing so I don't definitely think like, oh, we're not going to finish top four. It, it, it can't happen there. Liverpool, I mean, they're, they're, they're getting, like they beat Newcastle, but they're still not doing that well for us to really be concerned with them. They just got like um, beaten pretty easily by Madrid. Mm-hmm. So I think we're still, we're still on because at the moment, if it's out of us, Newcastle, Fulham, um, I mean, surely. Sure. Yeah, well, I mean, Chelsea have just lost, uh, and I, I'm so reticent to talk about this because we know the history, but having just lost to Southampton, we're playing them this week. Dr. Tottenham, all of that, we seemingly cannot beat them. Um, something will happen in the game, a freak event. Um, our greatest player ever, Emerson Royale, will get struck by lightning or something. Like, I don't know, but they are terrible they're terrible and you know as much as you can maybe put blame on graham potter like is he is he the fraud that we all thought um (laughs) arteta to be like is he gonna work it out like it's so interesting but also i'm just i can't i'm so uh as i am every time we play chelsea so uh nervous about the game. I just, I hate it. Yeah. It's one of those ones that we go into always feeling positive about insert, like if we're playing well or if we're above them, we always feel a bit positive about it. And then we always lose. We always mm. like Chelsea put in a champions league winning performance every single time they play us. Yeah. Uh, without fail. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's just for them. It's always a cup final. Like, even though they've won so much more than we have over the last, you know, 10, 15 years, mm. whenever they play us, it's like that first sparked when um, they saw it as their personal mission to stop us from competing with Leicester for the title mm-hmm. and the Battle of the Bridge and all that. And then ever since then, it's like it's been their personal mission to really show up whenever we play them. Yep. So I, I, I hope that doesn't happen. It will. It, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it most likely will. Like the, the thing is they've, I, I'm not sure about all their injuries, but we obviously don't have a lot of depth right now no. and we're kind of on our last legs in the sense that we have what three midfielders kind of rotating through two positions. Um, two of those are quite young, even though I think like Skip mm-hmm. and Sarah have been doing pretty well. Um, yeah. But now we're forced to like for left back, we need to rest Perisic a little bit, but then Davies is our only 
option and as a more defensive option, not too bad, maybe. But um, yeah, it just feels a little bit bare bones. I'm really happy that we have Richarlison back mm-hmm. um, and he's starting to get more minutes and like that, that worked so well against West Ham. It's like Richarlison, just go in there, do the dirty work, run around, be annoying for 60 minutes <laughs> and then we'll bring in, bring on Son where there's more space and everyone's tired. Yeah. I hope that because he scored, Son isn't instantly put back into the starting lineup. Like I'd rather see Dan Juma or um, Richarlison start and then bring Son on because that seems to be the way he works at the moment. And, you know, there is some um, evidence behind, you know, tired legs, there's more space, blah, blah, blah. But I just don't think it's like one, you know, like last time, sure, he scores a hat trick, but he's been so bad. Um, and maybe that might have something to do with uh, Perisic and getting in each other's way, but I would love for someone else to start. I'm not saying I don't want Son to play. I definitely want him to, um, but just not from minute one. No, no, definitely. Uh, look, I, I just think from what we've, we're seeing at the moment, when Son has space, that suits him so much more than when he doesn't. And mm. if there's no space in the game, Son is really, 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 really struggling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as soon as there is some space, and for whatever reason that is, if it is that the, the other team is actually really going for it against us, or if we've managed to sneak a goal ahead and then they are starting to open up in that sense. But like, I see no shame in being like, you could still be a world-class player if you're just coming on for 30 minutes and scoring. Mm, mm. I mean, we got to the Champions League final in a large part to Lorente, who wasn't starting most of the time. Um, and... I don't think about like Lorenzo's time at Spurs. I'm like, you're a hero. Not like, well, you only came on for a little bit. <laughs> like, oh, totally. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they, the, the, the personal, like, um, you know, just like, uh, like mental well being coach just needs to keep saying to Son, Sonny, have you ever heard of that saying work smarter, not harder, mm. <laughs> work smarter, not harder. Mm. And then it's just get Son to buy into that. So when he gets, he's going to, Hey, Hey Christian. Um, I know, you know, Antonio had me starting every game, but I'm really trying to work smarter, not harder at the moment. <laughs> so could you just put me on for 20 minutes at the end and I'll do my thing and that's it. We go home. I get paid. Everyone's happy. Uh, happy days. Yeah. But the thing is you'll say that and then gold man will say, I know I can read your thoughts and so I'll be like, what? And you'll be like, you're on the bench. Don't worry about it. I can see the future. Um, so it'll be fine. And still he's levitating while saying this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is why we need the all or nothing now. Cause we would see Stellini just levitating through the change rooms, down the halls. Uh-huh. Like if he was chasing yeah. after Eric Dyer to the bathroom now, he would just float mm. down the tunnel <laughs> slowly. Like Mr. Manhattan. Is it Dr. Manhattan? Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Um, from Watchmen. Yeah. Just... All the power in the world. Mr. Manhattan sounds like a stripper who's rocking up. <laughs> yeah. In fact, that's his uh, gold man persona. Mr. Manhattan. He's fancy. Don't worry, everyone. No, no. Sorry. I forgot the key detail in this. Uh, gold man <laughs> is, in regular day, is Mr. Manhattan a stripper. <laughs> and it's an inconspicuous name, Mr. Manhattan. First name, he doesn't have one. It's Mr. 
he's legally changed it to Mr. Manhattan. <laughs> but at night, you better call him Gold Man. I'm going to, look, I'm going to miss it when Stellini's not in charge. Mm. Let's hope that never happens. Should we yeah, maybe just, just go through a couple of quick questions? Yep. Yeah, let's do it. We've had a, had a few questions uh, building up over the last couple of weeks. Yep. I was going to say, some of these might have dated. Uh, the first one from Doherty's Left Foot is, assuming Porro comes in. Dated username, yeah. dated question. <laughs> Does he immediately <laughs> rock it into the few first? Uh, oh, okay. No, this is great because it's not a football-related okay. question. <laughs> yeah, good, 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 good. Does he immediately rock it into the few most handsome players in the squad? Strong yes from me. Uh, now, this was at asked on the Discord, to which uh, uh, Conte Season jumped in and said, don't forget about Dan Juma too. Hexagon Sun then jumped in. Lol, according to my partner, it's Bentenker, then Hoybier, then everyone else. Then Dottie's left foot mm -hmm. came in and said, always thought Bentenker looks a bit like David Tennant. So it's interesting that the most popular uh, conversation that we have had on our Discord in the questions is about who is the most good-looking player. I think someone else came in later and said, don't forget Gazaniga from back in the day. Well, see, that's my issue is that I can't move on from Gazaniga, who is the most handsome man I've ever seen. I don't understand the Poro thing. To me, not, not that handsome. Not that handsome? No, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I think maybe we need to see Poro in the right context. Because mm. um, what I mean is, like, I feel like anyone, like, I feel like Fraser Forster, you dress him up as a, a lumberjack in a big flannel top, like, <laughs> I don't know, he might, he might look quite mm. fetching in, uh, in that sort of getup. <laughs> true, true. So, Poro, okay, possibly, possibly. But I think we've always, you know, we usually have some good looking players in, in, in this team. And mm. um, I, I, I just love that someone else mentioned Hoybier in there. Yeah, great. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to pick him because that'd be too obvious. But I also don't, like, I feel like we had some real lookers. Uh, and at the moment, I know personally that my my partner thinks that Hugo is the most handsome. Right. Yeah. But I think he looks like a little cat. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, your partner is attracted to cats. So <laughs> there we go. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. And Dan Juma, uh, I mean, handsome, but I wouldn't put him up there. I'd, I'd, uh. I'd want to put up a stronger specimen like Davinson Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah. I can say that. Mm. Next question I'll ask you. Okay. Sonny hasn't, <laughs> Sonny hasn't played a uh, full decent game since last season. Do you think that his poor form is due to him finding out in the summer that Kane, Dyer and Doherty have movie nights and he wasn't invited? Is this his way of blackmailing them into inviting him? Hundred percent, hundred percent. A part of me feels mm. like, have we answered this question before? I think we've de yeah, we've definitely I... had questions about the movie night before. Mm, mm. But I think this could definitely be Sonny's way of 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 playing that in. Like he's supposed to be so close with Harry, um, and you know the the club has put out videos in the past of them just like, oh wow, you guys are such great friends. Let's sit down and 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 just ask some questions to each other. Mm. So I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, I I think that. Sonny might be tanking, you know, his performances so that he can get into this movie club. But I also reckon that Sonny, if they were like, what movie do you want to put on, Son? You can be part of the movie club. He'd say something like, he'd be like, mm, Shrek. And they'd be like, you said that last time. And we watched it and he'd be like, Shrek again. <laughs> and then they'd also be like, and Son, can you just please ask your dad to leave? Yeah, yeah. Why is your dad here? Can you, can you please go? How do you even get into the hotel? <laughs> Son's dad's just in the corner. He's like with a tray of popcorn looking all despondent that no one wants him there. <laughs> no, despondent because they're not training. Yeah, actually. The like, movies aren't training. <laughs> well, maybe that's what he's loaded up 
uh, maybe he's he's brought the DVD along, and whatever they ask for, it's just going to be training videos. That... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why they don't want Son there. Yeah, maybe Son comes even if his dad's not there, and it's just this like old school burnt DVD. And he's like, Dad says we have to watch this, and it's just his dad roasting everyone about what they should be doing yeah. and like how, um, what they did was wrong and they need to work on it. And everyone's like, we, we do this to escape. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I picture that like those old, like dating tapes in the sense where like Sonza just sitting there with like a studio, you know, um, that kind of like gray yeah. mile background. And it's just a mm. shot in a really poor, like, you know, old camcorder. <laughs> and yeah. it's just him yeah. roasting everyone. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. Uh, people force about this on. This is why we don't invite you. This is why we don't invite you because this happens every single time. This is why we don't come <laughs> over to your place anymore because mm -hmm. uh, we, we just can't get away from this. <laughs> the next one from uh, THFC. Oh, sorry. I didn't say that was from Ranfi241193. Um, or Ranf, maybe. I don't know. Um, TFC text. THFC text, sorry. Says, uh, Will H and Diesel, thank you so much for using his correct name. Um, really appreciate that. Still have a movie night, still have movie nights with the Irish Spear. Thank you for using the correct name. Long distance over Skype. Is there suddenly an opening for Sony to join the crew? Or will they host a series of tryouts to find a replacement? Okay. I would, yeah, yeah. First, oh, you go, you go. First you. thing, um, we love everyone on the Discord. Can we have some other questions that aren't about? <laughs> is Sony going to join movie nights? No, I love this. This is the kind of question I want. Okay, let's or, let's have only, please, only questions about movie nights from now on. <laughs> And who can and can't attend. Yeah. it's Yeah. Do they do like a watch party with Doherty long distance? So no, it's not a watch party, Dan. That's the first thing I'd like to bring up is that H and Diesel are still using Skype. Despite Discord, despite Zoom, despite watch parties being available, they are instead choosing to use Skype. <laughs> and they're turning their like old like Lenovo laptop around to have yeah. it face like the TV face back to them when they're like wanting to talk. And they've got one of those like built-in webcams. That's one of the like rotating ones from phones from like the 2000s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that they can pivot it when they need to. <laughs> I would love that so much. Like you'd have to see their setup. Like if that was it, it like it wouldn't be past it because you'd have a lot of players who they've got teams to take care of all their tech things, teams to take care of all their social accounts. Um, i.e. Joe Hart, great win, 3-0. <laughs> <laughs> on to the next round. Uh, so it wouldn't yeah, surprise me yeah. if a lot of these guys are just like, we just, we can't, we play football, we just do that. Especially mm -hmm. your more kind of old school type players like Harry and, um, and Diesel. Um, so I could definitely see this happening. Mm -hmm. Who else would be an option instead of Sonny to join the... I think um, Romero would not be because he would always just want to watch like Kickboxer or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or it's like, yeah. all right, Romero, no, no, like martial arts type ones. Like, okay, fine. Predator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we kind of don't really do that here. <laughs> mm. Um, so probably not Romero. I feel like Emerson would actually be great because he would just be so happy to be there. Yeah. Good point. Um, he might load up one of his comps beforehand, or maybe it's like he got his comp guy to make a comp of all the other players at movie night. Mm. He would do something sweet like that, I could imagine. Like a comp of their reactions to the previous movie night. Yeah. 
<laughs> Look how much fun you had. Hey, remember we had so much fun last week, guys? Mm. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that was nice, Emerson. Cool. You know, you don't have to keep doing this. <laughs> like, it's yeah. okay. Oh, no, I want to. Such beautiful questions. Thank you so much. We didn't get through them all. We will get to them uh, next time. Um, hopefully, we break the Chelsea curse. Still, any stays the gold man. Um, as always, um, I've been Barney. I've been Dan. And come on, you Spurs. Gold man. Gold man. Gold man. You've been listening to A Bit Spursy. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us at hello at abitspursy.com and subscribe via your usual podcast platforms.